All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 10th. Okay, is anybody else is feeling as excited as me about that right now? Welcome, everybody. Woo! Come on, let, let me all Morning, me, hear you all before I mute you all. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Great. All right, good. All, all one of you. Thanks, Murad. All right, hold on one second, folks. <laughs> exactly, right? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate today, and B-Rock, his name is Brock, we call him B-Rock, okay, he's from Woolbre, or if you ask serious, Woolbre, uh, <laughs> from the lovely city of Rancho Cucamonga, actually a place, I didn't believe it at first, okay, until we uh, moved, until Mark bought a beautiful company there, also the number one office, right, Brock, in um, Rancho Cucamonga, is your office, isn't it? Yeah, we do. We do some pretty good listing volume out of here. You have some rock stars too. So, ladies, well, before we do that, let's get into uh, B Rock Wolbury from. Is that, that's how you say it, right? Wolbury or Rob Wobbery? We actually say it Hoobry. Hoobry. There we go. Yeah. Hoobry. But I answered like everything. Last name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hoobry. I love it. That's cool. That's actually. It sounds better than the way it's spelled. But I see. I have English Siri now, and she calls your name. Brock Wolbrey. <laughs> hey, I pretty much I answered I... anything. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, before we get into all the numbers and all that good stuff, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this. The only thing you can't mention is the Dodgers today, okay? I won't. I will not. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I've been in this. Uh, my kid's going to be 20 here in March, so it's coming up on 20 years that I, that I got my license. Wow. Okay. And so, and you know, you sold real estate first, right? I did. Yeah. I, I, you know, I worked at a couple different companies. I started at Mulhern group. It was a small independent that turned into Prudential, um, was rookie of the year there. You know, uh, one of the agents there wanted to, to open his own company, probably at one of the worst times, but I uh, wanted to get into Rancho. I was driving from Rancho, Ontario. You know, at this point I had a young, Young son, a couple of years after that, we had another one coming away. So I kind of wanted to be closer to home. And then uh, pretty much, what, 04 was good, into 04, not so good. Somehow we ended up over at Kim Cynical's Prudential office, and I've been there ever since. So I actually became the broker at Kim's office and probably, I don't know, late 2006. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get into some REO accounts and build my business there and you know unfortunately she passed away and um you know fortunately for us you guys picked us up and it's been what i think our anniversary was just three years yep three years and tell them a little about that story since you brought it up i wasn't but since you uh brought it up tell them a little about that story and uh so everybody understands we were um you know mark uh was talking with uh kim before she passed away and that's why her, her daughter reached out to Mark when, when Kim passed away and wanted a little help and, and so forth. But tell me a little about that story. I'm, and yeah, how wonderful and Kim was, too, because she was a dynamite person. Kim was just awesome. I mean, yeah. she, she, you know, she, she worked hard. She expected us to work hard. She expected us to have no excuses. Um, but she was still fun. She was still, you know, um, uh, how do I want to say this? She was... She was just a great person. 
you know, fair. I would say motivating. But, Everybody I fair, talk to. Yeah, fair but demanding. How's that? Okay. <laughs> I always like to tell a story. You know, I used to come in and talk to Kim, and, you know, she was the only person that could pretty much call you, you know, an idiot or a moron to your face, and you both leave the office laughing. And then I would get back to my desk going, hey, wait a minute. I think she just told me I was being a moron. And then, but that's just how she was, loving but, but demanding. And, we, you know, obviously we all miss her. And, you know, she was, yes. you know, starting to, you know, she didn't want to get out, but she was starting to, you know, I think kind of check out her exit plan and, you know, ended up, you know, talking with, with you guys. And the funny story is there's one, you know, one summer day, it was like middle of August, I see this big guy come into our office and I had seen Gordon at multiple Berkshire events, you know, that, that some of the management does down in Irvine. And I'm like, this guy just doesn't stop in here on a random, right. you know, August 5th at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's interesting. Uh, but Kim always kept stuff pretty close to her, her chest, but always had a plan. And, you know, Erica, you know, once she passed away, Erica, you know, we were running it and everything was going smooth, but it just wasn't something that she felt comfortable doing. Reached back out to Mark and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. And just so everybody understands, Kim tragically uh, died young of a brain aneurysm. And that's why, uh, you know, the whole thing transpired. And it was, a, it, was, it was a little rocky at first because everybody missed Kim. And, you know, I remember the first party I went to at that Indian reservation well, it was yeah. a Christmas party, wasn't it? And everybody well, would we, feel... Yeah, we did, you know, we did some group stuff where we'd go to um, Paula, for those of you know, and they yeah. helped with our services. We'd have a, like, little three-day, two-day thing down there. Right. And, yeah, it, hey, it was a transition, but, you know, you guys were great, and, you know, our partnership's so been you, awesome so. since. So, thank the you. The agents were great. All the agents, you know, and I, I could name a whole bunch of them, but they're, you know... You've got some rock star female agents there. You've got some rock star male agents there. You got it's all under one roof, including the title company, the lenders. It's, a, it's a, just a great. It's like a one stop shop there, so it's really good. And you guys are like we say, you know, number one in the market there. So that's as far as transactions go. So that makes it good, man. So tell me, what do you do? I mean, I know that we do a lot of training together there, but uh, tell us uh, about how you uh, motivate these agents to keep rocking. Well, you know, I, I come from a sports background, so a lot of a lot of my motivation and determination is already instilled. You know, you got to be disciplined mm-hmm. in this business. Uh, that's one of the frustrating things is, you know, the agents that, that some of the agents that I talk to that say, hey, you know, I want to do this, and then they don't take advantage of what we have, whether it's with you guys or with me. And you know, obviously, this whole COVID thing has been a little bit challenging in getting a group of people together. Um, so that's been difficult. Yeah. And what about, you know, what about, uh, what is it like in your area as far as the COVID thing? Is it like required masks and all that kind of stuff, or is it lightened up a little bit where you guys are? No, we are, we are masks. We are uh, outside dining. So a lot of the restaurants have, you know, turned their parking lots into outside dining, uh, masks everywhere. You know, um, for us in California, we the way we show the property is completely completely, you know, different. We got to have the forms, got to have masks, got to, you know, wipe it down, all those things that come with it. So it's been a little bit challenging, but, you know, with the rates to where they're at and, uh, you know, the lack of inventory, it's, it's been pretty, pretty crazy here. 
multiple offers, um, you know, buyers missing out, multiple contingency removals as soon as you write the offer. Right. So it's been a little bit, you know, a little bit wild west, kind of like it was, you know, late 04, but at least these yeah. people are fully qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, so like, just so people understand, in California, you actually have to have disclosures signed before you show, right? And then you have right. to do so, cleaning and all. It's kind of crazy, actually, compared to, especially Arizona. Arizona, you just, you know, you just set up a showing and go. Nevada is pretty close to the same, but you can't show properties with tenants in them. So every state's a little different, but you guys are, like, full tilt with it. Well, you know, I can tell you one of the good things that's come out of this is it kind of gives us the ability to kind of take control back of certain parts of the transaction, right? So if I have yes. a buyer calling me from a Zillow lead, I'm just not going to jump up and show them because I know the house that I want to get in is going to have me a PED, you know, the PED, our, our California PED that, that kind of shows the rules of how to get into a property, make sure no one has COVID, they're not sick. Plus, every seller that I know of is asking for proof of funds, pre-approval before we even get in the door. So what it's done is it's like, hey, this is how it's going to be. If you want to work with me, these are the things you have to do. Right. So it's kind of given us some control back, especially on the seller side, too, of showing. I know it's a lot more work, but what better way to lay that out on why they shouldn't cut your commission with all the right. upfront work that we're doing. So, you know, it's it's a pain and it's it's a struggle, but if you set it up right, you have more control. Right. Yeah, and, and it's a perfect time to get a buyer-broker agreement signed, too, because you got to make sure they're going to commit to you if you're going to commit to mm -hmm. them. I think it's a great a great time to uh, implement that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and I don't normally, I don't normally fight systems. So you know, I got some agents that are upset about it. But hey, look, if this is the way we got to do it, this is the way we got to do it. And we just do it. You know, yeah. that's it sets a parameter with each individual, you know, consumer that you talk to, saying, hey, look, this is how we have to do it to get in. It allows you to do a better, uh, you know, buyer presentation up front. So yeah. It, it, it's you just kind of be flexible. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could you imagine if we were in the restaurant business or in the entertainment business or, and there's a guy at the corner of my, uh, like uh, two houses over from me, very nice young couple, had to sell his house because he worked on the strip uh, in one of the shows that hasn't been playing since March. And, you know, and we've been very fortunate in real estate, if you think about it, um, because our industry is still cranking with a major league handicap, which is a serious situation where other part, like if you were a casino or entertainment, if you were restaurants, if you were, there's a whole bunch of uh, situations that are way worse off. And we, like my gym, my gym's open. Okay, even in Arizona, the gyms aren't open. I don't think they are where you are, but my, in Ar I'm very thankful. I wear a mask the whole time I'm there. And if, when I see somebody take theirs off, you kind of, everybody kind of, because you don't want to be the person that they close the gym because of, or in this case, you know, have an issue with a, a situation showing properties or whatever. So it's a time that you just got to follow the rules and be thankful that we have rules to follow because it's, you know, it, uh, uh, if this thing was a little worse, we wouldn't be showing. Remember March, April? That was oh, yeah, we'd be in trouble for sure. You know, and, 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 and we, I, we were heading in that direction. Yeah, and I definitely, you know, People's opinion are their opinion. I don't get into it. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't get in an argument whether it's right or wrong. I just say, hey, look, these are the parameters that we have. This is the rules we got to follow. And, you know, that's kind of how I work going into a restaurant or, you know, we went to Lowe's or Home Depot yesterday and I wore a mask. And, you know, there's a couple people throwing a fit. Look, I just want to get my stuff and get out. So I don't get too, too yep. tied up in that. Um, you know, maybe that's my sports background. I played baseball. So to me, everything is, all right, you could be great one day and tomorrow can be 0 for 4. And, you know, as long as I wake up the next day, right? you know, I have an opportunity to go, you know, four for four again. That's just kind of how I kind of live my life. I don't overreact to a certain amount of stuff um, and get over it and move on. Right. I don't dwell Absolutely. on too many things, you know. So you're very fortunate. You, you've got Moth in there, Maisha. You've got, I just inter- interviewed one of your top agents. Uh, you know, um, I was going to call him by his... Uh, oh. Oh, I got Saki, Justin Turner, Justin Turner, (laughs) William. Uh, We have, we just have a solid group here. And you got William Lynn. Yeah, you do. So give us an idea. And they're all different. Some of them are into technology. Some of them are into prospect. So give us an idea of what some of the uh, top agents in your office do to be that successful. Well, I mean, we have William who obviously he dabbles a little bit online, but he started as a farmer. Kurt to this day, he's always my one or two. He still throws well, out Hold on a second. Tell us more about William. Okay, so William, his, he, he does – he finished where? Well, he well, okay, so number five or six? Just, you know, William started as a farmer, okay? Right. But what William, what William does good is he's in the high market. And the thing that I like about William is William does his own open houses. So right. when he first started, he did his own open houses, so the other sellers in the area got to know that he was always there. Right. So what happens is, is then that those become easier listing appointments the more and more he's in a specific area, right? Right. And then he's just built that up to be the ultra. I mean, he's one of the top three in the in the area just in high end listings here, which you know run between I don't know, I would say a million and maybe two million. Right. And his marketing is great. He takes very he takes his time in, in making sure that his, his houses look real good online because clicks and, and views are how, you know, we can create the demand for a seller. And he's really good yep. at that. I did a Facebook Live with him, and he was, uh, you know, he's very obvious he's really good at technology, uh, and his social media presence is on. His marketing is very, very professional, and he gets it out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one way to do it. And he's a prospector, so he does a little of everything, too, which is great. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, we got Kurt, who still does old-school farming and old-school calling. Martha, she bangs the phones, uh, expires. Now, wait a minute. Now, Kurt, go back to Kurt for a second. So, yeah. old-school. Now, now these farmers that used to knock, what are they currently doing? Kurt, um, he still farms, Whether and he, he, he mails out now. He mails. And okay, then, so he does mailing. Okay. You know, and his, he's got a sphere, too, so his sphere is pretty large. He's been doing this 30 years. So um, trying to get him to be a little bit more uh, on the new VAC 2.0, I, I don't want to forget to mention that because it is awesome. Um, so we're trying to get him to leverage that a little bit more, especially with as much as he farms. And, you know, he could use those neighborhood reports, and they would be just dynamite. Yeah, those neighborhood reports are dynamite, and you can send those out to his whole farming area. And then, it, you know, honestly, if he's if he's mailing and not calling, now would be a great time to call everybody. 
tremendous. Yeah, he's on the phone. You know, and the, you know, I just want to, you know, most agents think that they got to come in and work nine hours a day, right? I mean, my top agents are here pretty much every day, but sometimes they're gone by, you know, two or three. They get in, they get their work done, and then they do whatever they're doing in the afternoon, whether it's appointments or, or whatever it is. Uh, I think that's one of the one of the issues, and especially one of the issues we're having now is just, you know, it's the lack of the involvement in the office, and I think that's going to hurt some people. Um, but that'll be hopefully that's not a problem here too much longer. Because I think they think they can work from home, and it's tough. I've done it. You know, yeah, it is I think tough. it cuts down the production a little bit. You start to get, you know, a little antisocial, and this is not the business to be antisocial at all. Nope, you can't. You can't be a secret agent. You know, it's funny. I was on a coaching call yeah. right before this, and someone said, "You always see the same seven, eight, ten people at the office, and they're always the one doing the most production." And it's, this is not a rocket science. Let me figure it out. Oh my God, it's so complicated. Business. It's very, very simple. Yeah, and you said Martha pounds the phones. She also has a pretty good um, social media presence. I follow her. Yeah. I love her health campaign that she's sharing with everybody as well. So you know, well, she, so she's a little bit. Yeah. Martha's that that's been going on in a couple of years. She just decided she was going to lose weight and turn it in and transformed and just changed her whole life, changed her whole attitude. You know, um, you know, I've talked to her about that, but she's got a couple, you know, she, excuse me, she started de- uh, coaching with Tom Ferry. Yep. Then met a coach Vonda that she Martin really likes and, and Vonda, yeah, Vonda she's with Vonda. And, I, used to, you know, I used to work in the same coaching room with Vonda when I was at Mike Ferry. Yeah, those two work good together and, and just Mark she just Martha's relentless and I don't mean that in a bad way. She no, just, she's good relentless. You know, she just just works and make you know, the one thing she's done, I mean, I know Mark has his, you know, um business plan. She took talking to five people to the to the extreme every day, and it really changed the business. I mean, yeah, you know, she, she talked to at least five people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and then you know, so we got what? There's three different ways people do business. Top agents do business here. Staffy is a huge sphere guy. He yep. takes care of his sphere like no other, and that's been real good for him and his team. And that team's yeah. growing, so runs the gamut here. They're all kind of doing different yeah. things. Yeah, Mark Sapienza, he, uh, he he did a Facebook Live with me. So did William. I should probably ask Martha and Maisha. And Maisha is big on social media, too. Yeah, Maisha is great with social media. She's incorporated videos that all her clients love, and she's really good at it. And she's a good agent, too. So, I mean, everybody's doing something a little bit different. But... The common denominator in all those things, Rick, is they all are consistent and do it every day. I mean, I know you, right. everybody listening probably hears the same thing, but that's really the bottom line on this. They do it every day. Yeah. That is the key. And it almost, you know, like people, I, I tell people all the time when you, um, you know, um, when you do, when you're successful in real estate, by the time you're successful, what got you there almost becomes boring because you're so used to doing it and you've done it so much. But then as you start to do it and get paid more, it becomes less boring because you say to yourself, okay, this is what I've got to do to do the transactions I want. 
it's really not. It's kind of like the pandemic, you know, pandemic. Oh, my God, we're all trapped at home. Yeah, but could you imagine if you lived in a different country? I mean, think about this. You live in the best country in the world. You can't go on vacation. You can't go anywhere. But your life is still pretty damn good, even if everything considered. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I think that's why my marriage is still together at this point. I got two older kids. One's a freshman in college. My wife's a teacher. My other son's a junior. But I've been here every day since March. So we haven't had any of those little problems that some people have had. So I think it's kind of worked out. But it's, it's tough for them, too. I mean. You know, yeah. I, I feel I feel for these teachers because they've had to relearn everything, you know, and they don't, you know, if the family structure on the other side is not helpful, I mean, some of these kids, you know, just are missing stuff. So it, it's tough on them all, and they take it seriously, and they're, they're stressed out too. Yeah, that's why I think the sooner they get back, the better off because um, mm-hmm. just for the social, inv- you know, interaction, and obviously when it's safe and so forth because, uh, you know, there's just as many pros and cons. But I'm sure they'll get that all figured out. I know in my area, they're starting from home here in Vegas. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same, I think they're, they're saying they're not giving it a time limit. Uh, they're saying when it becomes safe. So I think that means numbers going down for a consistent two weeks or something like that. So I don't know. Maybe they'll be home for who knows how long. I, I, I stopped guessing. I don't even guess anymore. Okay. I hear that. So like someone asked. Someone asked me yesterday, uh, no, this morning, when are we going to be able to door knock in California? I go, I don't know, 2025? Probably by then, <laughs> I would imagine. No. All right. So, all right. So here's my favorite part of the thing, and you've heard me uh, do this before. Okay, Brock, so knowing what you know now, and for you, fortunately, you've been, like you said, in sports, you've been an agent for a while, and now you've been coaching and managing rock star agents in your office. What are the, you know, if, I, if we have somebody new on the call or somebody trying to take it to the next level, what would be the three? And don't be afraid to elaborate because you've got plenty of time here, eight minutes. Okay. Three things that you would tell them to focus on. The first thing is you got to focus on what's going on in your area, right? And part of that is I think a lot of new agents are scared and there's so much fear. But, I mean, you can get rid of a lot of that fear by knowing what's going on in the area. Right, so if you know what's happening in your neighborhood, you're able to talk about it, right? And I think uh, uh, yep. for a newer agent is um, don't – how do I want to say this? Um, you got to be active all the time, right? Yeah. Even if, even if there's nothing going on, you still got to be working on something. You got to love the grind, right? You got to – if I have nothing going on, I got to continue to maybe go over contracts or not wait for a class to go over them so I know, and then I have questions. Um, the second thing so is no. This is well, no, so know your and I would say when you say know your areas, you're talking about knowing your numbers in your area too, like current market Correct. stats, what's on the market, where yeah, that's I think that's a very important uh, part of what you just said there. So know your numbers well, in your and, area. But, and we're going to struggle. We can know. I can be the smartest person and know every minuscule thing about Rancho. But if I'm not going to reach out and talk to somebody I don't know, it's going to be a struggle. So we right. can almost, you know, know too much. But if we have the, we got to get over the fear of talking to people that we don't know. Yep. That's right. You know, Amen. And if we all had a training class to get, you know, somebody to do that, we'd all be rich because that would be the training class, right? It's how to get over the fear because yeah. the fear stops us from doing some things that, you know, taking that jump. 
The other, yeah. you know, the other, one of the other things that's helped me is, you know, especially on the listing side, and I know I'll just speak for my office. I mean, we sometimes we have some file issues, right? Or the agent's always kind of last minute pulling papers together. Even at, you know, when I was doing all the REOs, I only had, I had two assistants. But what I learned from that was everything I had to have the underwriter was the day before and I would get it 72 hours later. So what I started doing was, hey, when I'm on my listing appointment, I leave the TDS and I leave the SBQ for those of us in California. I'd yep. go over the disclosures. I get the listing agreement signed. I didn't have them e-sign my disclosures that I need, get my termite done. So when we're negotiating the offer, I'm not going through all that stuff at one time. We negotiate the offer. Buyer agent gets my package of every document I need for my file in one package within three days, and I get it all back in one package, and there you go. I have my whole file. I think a lot of agents, they just piece it together, and, and then, you know, you're touching multiple things. You're going back and forth, chasing if you can get yep. your system set up on the listing side to have all the disclosures that you need to go out on day three and all you have to worry about is negotiating repairs, appraisal issues, you know, it makes the transaction a lot easier. So and have a system with your, 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 your – yeah, especially in California where, you know, it's like adopting a child. There's so much paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. All right, so that's number two. I love it. What would be the third thing you would tell them? You know, the third thing, and, the, and I struggle with this still, I mean, I know you're helping me with it, is you need to get your contacts into some sort of database. And right now is the best time of, the, you know, the VAC 2.0 is we've got to get our contacts in there. Email, phone number, right? Because we can do a lot of things out of there that allow us to touch the client multiple times. Right. And I still, you know, I still, I don't compete with my agents, but I still do sell some. And the best tool that I've used for me personally is postcards to my uh, buy side valuation. I create a relationship with the seller. Yeah, it takes more time. But, um, you know, that's the one that's made me the most money. And I have a feeling I can do the same thing with the neighborhood reports. Right. So I would say get on the VAC 2.0. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a very good point right there. You know, and learn how to use it because it's tremendously – it'll be a massive prospecting, lead-generating tool for you guys if you do it right. Well, I, you know, after this, you know, when I say things don't – I don't let things bother me. Is like within the last week and a half, I've been to Arizona and back. Had to get tires in Arizona because they were bad. Have to get tires this morning. But when I, I filled out the online thing for Ramona's tires to get my tires done, They've hit me mm -hmm. seven times with emails since then. Yeah. Am I offended? No. So just, look, if they unsubscribe, it's like, okay, next. They don't want to buy a house, like you say. We only want to talk to people that are thinking about moving. And when they're not, it's not personal. Right. So Very good point. Fill that, fill that thing up. And those that, that, that exit, exit. Those that don't, you can try to help in the past or in the future. So... Very, kind very good brain. point. That's very good point, my man. Cool. Cool. All right. So, yeah, um, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that, um, you know, your job as an agent, really, like if, if I had the VAC 2.0 when I was selling, I used to use a 1 through 31 accordion file. 
that's how long I've been doing this. And then I would just call them systematically. But now, and I would still call them systematically today. But if I'm loading up people into the VAC and they're on auto drips for my newsletter, market reports, or the neighborhood reports, those are all incredibly awesome. General would probably be market report. My farm would be the neighborhood reports. Any current leads or somebody with a time frame now and in their future would be the neighborhood report. And then you still call them. And then that way they can't forget about you. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't send them seven emails a month, but two, definitely two or right. three. Of course. Well, and, especially and, since and they know on, who you are. Yeah. And on that topic, I mean, even, even if you don't want to call them, we've had agents and I've been successful with this too. They'll answer a text. They'll answer a video text. Right. So there's different ways that you can get in contact with them other than email. Right. Good point. Now, like Good one point. of the things that I do is when I have somebody, I know we're kind of pushing up against it, but when I have somebody like uh, inquire about one of my listings as a buyer, whether they emailed me or, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll send them a text saying, hey, you know, a video text, hey, this is Brock, I'm with Berkshire, just wanted you to know I'm a real person, if you got any questions about this property, feel free to reach out to me. And that's different than the automated emails that are automatically going to go out from most agents. Right. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but at least... They know I'm not a robot. Right. Well, you know, a, a lot of the key things you said today was, you know, show up to work, be consistent, pick a way of doing it, whether it's social media or calling or farming or whatever. And I would recommend you pick a few of them and be consistent and it'll happen for you. It's not rocket science. Rocket science. So, Brock, I just want, or B-Rock, as we call you, I just want to say thank you very much for taking out three hey, minutes of your I time this morning. Yes, sir. I know I want to add one more thing. I know we're up against it, but every day I still, I, every day I still watch something, you know, even if I've been through your classes, right? I was on them this week because I might hear something different. I have it going on in the background. We have all the videos in your, your YouTube videos, March YouTube videos. If you just took a couple minutes a day to kind of go back through some of those, it might spark an idea. Yeah. I still listen yep. to Tom Ferry. I still listen to David Knox, you know, just, Sometimes my head doesn't get right, too. So, you know, some of your videos and March videos are not more than five minutes. It kind of snaps you back in. Maybe I tweak something. So there's so much stuff that this company has to offer that we can continue to help you to grow. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, too. And everybody out there, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. And Mark's is the Berkshire Hathaway one. Okay, so he's got um, – I would argue with one thing. Mark does not have a video less than five minutes. I do, however. <laughs> <laughs> no, the old I always one. give him a hard the time. I, always, I go, Mark, none of your videos, the quick hits, should have anything more than a three in them. If they're five and six, they're too long. Two, min two and a half minutes is perfect. But then the training ones, of course. But anyway, Brock, I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking your time out today. Really appreciate it. Go out there, folks, and kill it. We'll pick this up in exactly one week. Have a great day, Brock. My Thanks pleasure. Bye. All right. Talk to you hey, later. Appreciate it, buddy. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye now.